Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. It is now September 29th. Yes, we are doing this podcast episode on a Friday. Finally got the free time to actually record, settle down, and just, you know, get my my juices flowing. Get Ooh, that sounded so dirty. Oh my god, that sounded so wrong. Get my brain juice. There you go. My brain juice flowing in terms of what's been going on in the world of comic book movies, game shows, and everything in between. I thought about this the other day in terms of whether I really want to get the Spider-Man 2 game, like if I want to pre-order the entire bundle because I am a huge Spider-Man fan, as you already know, and I really want to get the 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 19-inch figure of Venom and the whole shebang with the skins and everything that comes with pre-ordering a game. But I spoke to my girlfriend about it, and she convinced me that it's worth actually less in terms of getting the skins separately and we can change them out in any way we want. So it's like custom made or if they're like metal plates in a way, not metal plates, but you know what I mean. If you attach the skin onto the PS5 and you can switch them out whenever you want and it's better to just pre-order the game and then just get a regular PS5. This way, if something new, big, bad, and awesome comes out later on, you can just switch the plates whenever you want. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? You are absolutely goddamn right. I will do that. So this weekend, I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering the game since it's coming out on the 21st or the 20th. It's the 20th, right? October 20th, 2023, which is literally... Three weeks away, three weeks that we have to wait for for Spider-Man 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2 for the PS5. So I'm excited. I am definitely excited. I will say that I will follow Yuri Lowenthal's, the main voice actor that plays the main man, Peter Parker. And the fact that, yeah, you know, they explained to him with the face changed. And even you, you remember, I was never happy with it. I was never happy with the face change because to me, it felt like they were recasting a character. That's what it felt like to me. But it's the same character and I've had time to think about it. And I recently looked at other images currently from the actual Peter Parker face. And I have to say, and I said this on Twitter, I like it. I like it. You know, I, I changed my tune. I did. I changed my tune. I can't bitch about it anymore. It is what it is. And like Yuri said, we have to move on. And I'm moving on. You know, I'm accepting it. It is what it is. I'm still going to try to have fun. I am going to have fun playing the game. And uh, it's just going to be so fun. It's just going to be so fun. But now we are in a new week. 
And there's so much that has been going on. First and foremost, I do want to say congratulations to the WGA, the Writers Guild of Association, of getting a tentative deal done with the AMPTP. Now we have our writers to finally go back to work. This is pretty much the breaking news that has been going on in this entire week. And they finally did it. They uh, After 148 days of going back and forth and the, the stance and, and just waiting and biding their time and going to the picket line said, we want a fair deal. We want a fair deal. And they have done it. And congratulations to the WGA while they have done it. Four months, literally close to four months or no, over four months of waiting and biding their time. And it's fascinating to me because there are arguments that could be said and I know a few people were complaining about this where the strike lasted 148 days total, right? It started, I don't know when, but it ended literally two days ago. And throughout the grand total, they have literally met nine times, nine days in total they've met, which is baffling to me. And I thought about it. I'm like, huh. Isn't it very interesting that two parties that are not budging at all, but are budging literally towards the ending of this entire thing, where the studios, if you remember from the very beginning, they didn't want to budge. They thought, oh, well, they can't really function without us, but we're just going to wait until they starve, and then they're going to come back, and they're just going to continue working for us, and we're just going to go about business as usual. No, no, boo-boo, no, boo-boo, you have sadly mistaken. When you have guys, when you have people that are so passionate in their projects and so passionate about whatever it is that they're doing, but they essentially want to be fairly compensated for it, you can't take advantage of that, and you have been taking advantage of it for a very, very long time. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, the WGA can't just go out of nowhere, cry wolf to the public and say, this is wrong, this is bullshit, and, and, and we need people to go on our side. I get that, but you know your goal, you know your business, you know the finish line, just go about it as professionally as possible. Because I hate to break it to you guys. The studios and the corporate heads, they don't give a flying hell over public opinion. They never have. They never will. Their main perspective, their main objective, their main point is to make a profit. That's what it is. It's a business to them, and that's what it is. But now we got a tentative. No, not even a tentative deal. Like it, It's over. It's done. And now people are coming back, and they are continuing to write, and now they're writing for... You know, Stranger Things Season 5 coming out, coming back, and a whole deal of lucrative projects coming out and coming back. And we're finally getting our content back. And hopefully, hopefully, it's good content. It's quality content from everything else. And this is exciting. This is exciting. Now what is left, what is remaining to actually for the deal to actually close completely is for SAG to finally have a deal going on the actor's side. And chances are they're probably going to get something done as well. 
I'd say that they're meeting again either Monday sometime next week or a little bit after, which is funny because it only proves that these guys, the the, the corporates and the higher-ups and the people, the representatives of both the AMPTP and the, you know, the representatives of SAG, they want to get this done as clearly as fast as possible because they realize, okay, we thought we could do this without you. We can't. Let's get something going. Let's let's get a deal going. And hopefully, hopefully this can be put to a close and we don't have to think about this for a very long time. Let's let's have business continue to run as usual. That's how it is and that's how it should be. But aside from that, and once again, congratulations to WGA. You finally got a deal going. It is what it is. Muscle tough. Now, in terms of everything else that has been going on, by the way, this podcast episode is going to be a free-for-all. We're just going to talk, nothing very specific, just some things that pops on the top of our heads, and we're just going to just dive right into whatever it is that's been going on. Now, early last week, or late last week, depending on what timeline you want to think about, I spoke about Aquaman 2. And the fact that if it was going to surpass or underperform $500 million at the global box office, to think to ourselves if it's going to be another bomb or not. I have noticed online that there's been rumors going around that test screeners are leaving the theaters, that are walking out of the theater, walking out of the showings, because it hasn't even showed yet, because... There has been a point where the movie has showed, and this could be potential spoilers, I don't think it really is because these are rumors, that the movie kills off the Aqua Baby. That it actually kills off the little child of Aquaman. And there has been a lot of turmoil, let's call it that, turmoil, where people are just walking out And it is now an uproar against the movie itself. I thought a lot about this. I really did. And I thought a lot about how exactly am I going to tackle this point of discussion. Now, I'm going to bring up something that has happened a few years ago. Around, I think, when did IT Chapter 1 happen? 2016, 2018? Just around that time. And... uh, I want to bring up something that I believe is kind of essential to what I'm about to say. First and foremost, I find it amazing and appalling that a lot of people currently are believing that this is even a thing. There's a a reason why these are rumors. And there's a reason why I don't really like to discuss rumors. Because they're rumors. If there's any validity or if there's any you know, truth in terms of what these rumors are about, that's one thing. But unless you have concrete evidence or you actually go out and see the movie yourself to see what the plot point is, it's all speculative. And what does this have to do with IT Chapter 1? Well, let me let me go on with my point here. I do not believe for a split second that Warner Brothers or Warner Max or even James Wan, the horror director, being what he is, to have a plot point for the movie to kill off a baby. 
I don't believe that for a second, especially in a comic book movie that is not really a horror movie. It would be a little bit more justifiable if it was a horror movie, but it's not, okay? Let's go on to It Chapter 1. If you remember, during the time that after the movie premiered, there was discussions of a scrapped idea, a scrapped writing plan, where Pennywise would actually go to a mother who had a crying baby, and he would torment the woman in terms of giving him the crying baby. Because as we know, Pennywise eats children. The woman got scared so badly, and I'm paraphrasing what the scrapped plan was, but the woman got terrified so badly that she ended up giving Pennywise the child. And the, and the child is crying, and the child is crying. And then all you see is a shot, is a shot of dairy. And as the camera pans out, you hear the baby crying, you hear it crying, you hear it crying for at least a good three to five seconds. And then all you hear is a big crunch. The crying stops. Title card. Implying Pennywise just ate the crying baby. There have been a lot of talks from hardcore fans to see if the movie has went too far or not far enough. Ultimately, they just scrapped the, the entire idea, they being the studios, because they realized the MPA, the Motion Pictures Association, would never have allowed for that to happen on the screen. Does it defy or break the Hays Code that the AMP that the MPA follows in terms of strict rules and guidelines to not show off things like that, whether it's murder of children, murder of, you know, tiny animals, um, children's genitalia, uh, you know, pornography in some capacity and aspect, you know, and it's a lot different from softcore porn or sex scenes, but I'm talking about like, I'm talking like hardcore pornography, you know, those type of things. And again, they ultimately scrapped the entire idea. Now, I realize what I just described was an extreme, a very extreme example. But what I'm trying to say is, I do not believe for a second that Warner or James Wan would actually pinpoint the idea of a figure like Black Manta or whoever it is to kill off a baby. I don't believe that. And it's amazing that a lot of people are believing this rumor. It's abysmal to me. For one thing, there would be lawsuits if that idea did happen in the It Chapter 1 movie, there would be PTSDs that'd be triggered, there'd be lawsuits, um, movies would be banned for a while, there'd, there'd have to be heavy consideration and heavy of an inside look in terms of the writing teams, the director would have been fired or blacklisted or cancelled, probably never worked again. There would be a variety of issues that would have gone on to this point. Now, once again, Aquaman is not as extreme as what I just ex described as the example. But what I'm trying to point out is the studios would never, ever allow a plot point for someone or something to kill off a human baby. It's, I, 
I find it extremely hard to believe. Now, I'm pretty sure there were other examples in the past that I'm not thinking about. And if you know about it, maybe you can let me know in the comments or maybe you can email it to me in any way. Voiceofgarcia.com, just let you know. And maybe we can have a discussion about it. But I do not believe in this day and age right now where everyone is so sensitive and so easily triggered over what goes on in terms of what they see in film that that would be something that they were going to go through not to mention it would be inconsistent with the trailer tone of what we saw when Aquaman is trying to be buddy buddies with his brother Orm again I find that extremely unlikely and I don't want to hear well the test screeners actually said this so it must be true since when have we ever believed the test screeners of what they say of what they saw on screen when have we ever believed that These are the same people that would go on to see a movie and work for the company of Rotten Tomatoes that are affiliated with another company like Disney, like Universal, whoever it is that they work for. They're getting paid to give positive reviews or to get negative reviews if it helps against the showing of the movie. This is why we pay attention to the audience score. And then we, as the audience ourselves, decide for ourselves whether a movie is good or not. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but again, I just find it extremely hard to believe that people actually take these rumors very seriously. And these are why this is nothing but a rumor. And until we see it ourselves in our own eyes that that's exactly what they did, I call bullshit. I call complete bullshit. I don't know why this was even a discussion to begin with. I don't even, not a discussion. I don't even know why this was a rumor to begin with. I don't know. I don't care. I do not believe it for a second. So take with it what you will. The movie comes out December 20th, which is still just three months away. We're just going to have to decide for ourselves in terms of what happens next and what happens next. Speaking of Aquaman and continuing with the discussion of DC movies, there has been talks that the director of Man and Steel, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was um, not David Sasloff. He's the CEO of Warner Brothers. But someone actually discussed that, you know, it was a bad idea for the DC Extended Universe to copy off of Marvel. And there was a, there was a director who actually came out and said, oh, yeah, they wanted our MCU. We need our MCU. We need our MCU. And throughout the entire time, I'm thinking to myself, why is this news now? Like, I understand hindsight's 2020, and I understand that we reflect in terms of what movies and what films have gone on in the past, and we actually reflect on everything that's going on. But if you truly think about it, yeah, this was the major downfall of the DC Extended Universe. The same way with the MCU where their downfall was politics and bad writing and the MCU and whatever it is that you want to pinpoint that was the main problem. The DC Extended Universe that their downfall was the copy off of Marvel. This is something we already know. Although it does shed some light in terms of what it is that James Gunn is doing in terms of doing a complete reboot. But it's not really a complete reboot, is it? Because we just got word the other day that three characters that are going to stay the same 
and anything that happened in the DC Extended Universe is not canon. In other words, we still have John Cena as Peacemaker, we still have Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, we still have Sholo Maraduinia, if that is his name, sorry if I butchered it, as the Blue Beetle, and we're most likely going to have James Gunn's wife played as Hardcourt. Now, what I want to talk about is I understand people's upset, not even an obsession. I understand their frustration that you would keep these actors as the same characters, but not keep Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck or Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, assuming if she's right about having a Wonder Woman 3 or not. Personally, I don't think so, but it is what it is. That it's amazing that we are still complaining about this to this day. And all I want to say is this. I get the hate and I get the frustration, but like Yuri Lowenthal said with the actor's face, the graphics face, the video game character's face, we have no choice but to deal with this, okay? James Gunn can do whatever the hell he wants. And let's be honest here. When we see the movie or when we see the show in terms of these characters actually coming back, are we really, really, really going to complain about these actors who give magnificent performances? Are we really going to complain, oh my god, this guy should have been played as something else because the whole universe has changed? So what? We live in the multiverse era, which is now completely overdone at this point, and we just accept things the way it is. Now... It would be different if, let's say, Robert Downey Jr. came back or Chris Evans comes back, both as Iron Man and Captain America. It'd be completely different if that was the case because they both have definitive endings. With these actors, Peacemaker, Amanda Waller, and I guess Blue Beetle and a couple of others, their endings are not done yet. And we enjoy them being played for their characters. So why would we want to see them as anything else? Just because the universe is different? Again. We live in the multiverse. We are at the point where we see people play the same character. Or different characters. But they keep the same face. It is what it is. It is what it is. Not to mention. These are not A-list characters. Let's be honest here. This is not a Batman, this is not a Iron Man, this is not a Captain America, this is not a Black Widow, like, these are not A-list characters. They can do whatever they want, they can play however it is they want it to be played, and as long as it fits the story of what we're trying to see, and we have fun with it, and we can enjoy it, what's the problem? What's the problem? Just because it's not a complete reboot? Okay, it's 95% reboot. Big deal. Big deal. James Gunn is going to do whatever he wants. And yes, I'm biased because I'm a James Gunn dick writer. Give me a break. <laughs> Just give me a break on this one, alright? Look, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and we have to move on. But I still want to congratulate John Cena, Viola Davis, and Sholo for keeping... And continuing for the new DCU, which I'm hoping is going to be a complete step up from the MCU. And it's going to be a complete step up 
from the DC Extended Universe. And all of that starts with the new Superman called Superman Legacy coming out on 2025. Just two more years until we get something that is going to be amazing. Amazing indeed. In terms of anything else that I want to talk about, first of all, I do want to say rest in peace to Michael Gambon or Michael Gambon, however you want to pronounce his name. He played, he's essentially Harry Potter's Dumbledore, not the second one, not the first one, but the second one. Uh, died at 82. I know that he was a strong pioneer and he was a fantastic actor in the Harry Potter series. So rest in peace to him. You know, we're we're just, again, we're just losing our stars. We are just losing our stars. And uh, rest in eternal power to Michael Gambon. And, damn. God damn. I mean, 82. He's He's lived a good life. And he's had an awesome career. And, you know, hey. Sometimes we appreciate people for their fantastic work and we're always going to honor his legacy and their legacy for for future time to come. So rest in peace to him. Last thing that I want to talk about, and we're almost out of time here, but the last thing that I want to talk about for this episode is Martin Scorsese doubling down on comic book movies aren't cinematic comments. Uh, comments. <laughs> Comics. <laughs> yeah, Martin Scorsese doubles down on comic book movies that there aren't cinema. I really don't have much to say on this. We've known that you can look at this in a variety of ways. You can look at him as being old fashioned. You can look at him as being right that the comic book movies aren't cinema, they're just pure entertainment. And you can look at him as hey, he needs to get with the times. Look, I understand that this is coming from a reflection of Oppenheimer, who was directed by, as you know, Christopher Nolan. And we also know, I don't know, the name just escaped off my head for a second. <laughs> but Christopher Nolan did direct the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy films. But what's very different about those films and what's very different about everything else that has happened before then and even after is the fact that those movies are cinematic. When you look at a movie and you look at a show, and this is something that I learned from a very, very, I was not say young age, but when I was doing my film degree, there's a strong difference between what is a film and what is a movie. Every film is a movie. But not every movie is a film. And what do I mean by that? A movie can be pure entertainment. can be pure joy, pure bliss. You're going to love it. You're going to hate it. But a film, a film that actually takes the time where it's cinema and the art and the message, not the message, no, the real message in terms of what this movie is actually teaching you. What are you trying to get out of after you see this movie? It's very hard to explain in careful detail, but there is a strong difference. I'll give you an example. Batman Begins is a movie. The Dark Knight is a film. The Godfather 1 and 2 are films. The Godfather 3 
is a movie. I can literally talk like so on and so much about this. Uh, Sherlock. Sherlock uh, played by Benedict Cumberbatch on Netflix. Those aren't movies. I understand that. But they're still cinematic. And they're still cinematic because of the way of how they're shot. And the way and how they're produced. And the way that they're directed. And the way on how it's just pure in awe. And you're just in, in, in engrossed. Not engrossed. Wrong word. In enlightened by the artistic way in terms of how a film is produced. And a lot of these comic book movies aren't made that way. Sadly, it's not. But with Martin Scorsese, and he's trying to double down that we need to revolutionize against the comic book movies, look, I said this before last week. I hate admitting it, but it's true. The superhero genre is dying. It has been dying for a while. I hate admitting that, but it's true. And until we get an awesome director like Christopher Nolan, like Steven Spielberg, you know, you name it. Like anyone that is a hand in making awesome films, we're just going to accept it for what it is. And whether they're cinematic or not is up for us to decide. Because he's not really right on every single thing he says as well. You know, it is what it is. But I'm just saying, the time of superhero movies, in my mo- in my opinion, may be coming to an end. I know we have the DCU coming, but if it does not revitalize and rebrand and restructure the idea of superhero movies in our minds then, hey, we enjoyed our time. And yeah, they're not cinematic. Yeah, we don't really care much about the actors. We care more about about the characters. We can look at Chris Evans being in a different movie and not really look at him the same way as we would if he was in Captain America or if he came back as Captain America. You know? And he's absolutely right. The characters are the stars, not the actors. But the reason why that is, is because we look up to these characters essentially as greater beings other than our own. Because that's how we are magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> because that is how we are inspired. And it's a magnificent feeling when we watch them perform. So whether they're cinematic or not, That's up for you to decide. He is right to some capacity. But at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares? Until we see something differently, we it is what it is. It is what it is. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. Go to voiceofgarcia.com. Go all the way to the bottom and email me at mike at voiceofgarcia.com. Continue to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And uh, I know we had our why moment, but oh no, no, we didn't have our why moment. You know, I, I call... Uh, I want to call this a say what moment or but why. I'm still trying to give it a name and uh, (laughs) almost ended this podcast episode. We're going to have an Avengers Lego movie titled Avengers 
Code Red. Lego Avengers Code Red. Going to be debuting on Disney Plus either at the end of this year or sometime early next year. And I want to go, okay, but why? Why are we getting another Lego movie? I, I, I swear to God, if you literally go on Netflix, there are so many Lego Marvel movies. What's going to make this one differently than those? Because it's made on Disney Plus? Okay. I mean, the hardcores would enjoy it. Maybe the kids will enjoy it. And maybe it's just another reason of just creating content just to create content. But I'm still going to watch it. You know, you're going to have a great voice actors that are going to be playing these characters. And, uh, you know, we're still going to enjoy it. But why? <laughs> Avengers Lego Red. Lego Red. Le- Code Red. <laughs> As a, that could be a difference. Uh, that could be an interesting spinoff. Adventures Lego Red. <laughs> Guys, continue to stay safe out there. We come back next week, either next Monday or Tuesday, where we will talk more comic book news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.